tuned in to Disney Native, a podcast brought to you by two Florida-based Disney nerds. My name is Bethany. And I'm Nicole. We're here to talk about all things Disney parks and beyond. It's showtime! Welcome back. Happy spooky season. Yes. Happy Halloween-y. Um, I, I just, and that was kind of a positive intro for a not so positive topic we're about to talk about. I know, I know. Um, before we before we dive into spooky season, we gotta, we gotta get this sad, sad news out of the I way. Oh, so what's going on? Well, Disney is about to lay off 28,000 cast members. 28,000. A lot of people. Now, it is. do you know how that breaks down? Because Disneyland still isn't open. Like, Yeah, I'm not sure how it breaks down. Um, I haven't really done a deep dive. Um, partially because, like, who has time? And partially because, right. like, I'm like, it's just sad. I'm not sure oh. I want to know the details. But um, I do know um, a friend of mine from Instagram, like, we were DMing about something else. And she was like, yeah, she was like, I'm just having a really hard day because she's like, I work at Disney. And I just found out, like, a whole bunch of people are getting laid off. And, like, we're associated for, like, just something different. So, like, I had no idea. I was like, you work at Disney? I used to work at Disney. And so she worked at uh, California Adventure. Oh. And she said she didn't know yet if she was going to lose her job oh, or not. Man. But she said that she's been there for 13 years. Wow. So, you know, she is more likely to be safe because seniority is like everything at Disney. Mm. It's everything. Like the longer you've been there, um, the more preference you have over like your schedule. Um, anytime, yeah, there are layoffs or, you know, overtime is eligible. Like the longer you've been there, you know, you get first preference for those That's things. Good. I mean, yeah. So um, I would think that at both Disney World and Land, the people who have been there the longest are probably the safest. But, um, but you know, I really, I really don't know. So, uh, but yeah, it's it's crazy. I mean, yeah, Disneyland isn't open at all, which you know, yeah. California is really on lockdown, so yeah, that oh makes sense. But um, yeah, and I also don't know if it's like just the parks or if it also extends into you know administration, right? But I've seen some some criticism because I guess like, and again, I haven't done all the the fact finding, but what I've heard is that like the Disney execs took a salary cut for a while. And that they have now restored all the salaries and they're laying people off. So, you know, all of that stuff is always way more complicated than it looks on the surface. Right. But it's not a good look, you know. And I've seen poor Bob, poor Bob Chappick. I've seen people criticizing him and I'm like, y'all need a layoff of him because he just got this job at the worst time. He doesn't even know how to do it. Imagine. Yeah. So anyway, like cast members, if you're out there, we are with you. We Mm -hmm. hope that you do not lose your job. We will be super nice to you when we see you in the parks. So listeners, be nice. Be nice to the cast members. I don't know if you've seen, too, um, I've seen floating around on Instagram the cast member pantry links. I'm sure if you just Google it, you could find it. Um, But it seems like it's just a big Amazon, like, shopping list Mm -hmm. and that you can just buy random things and people 
you know, cement what they need. So it's a way that, you know, if they did lose their job, they can get toilet paper, snacks, that kind of thing. So maybe if we're looking for ways to help, that might be one of them. It was called like the cast member pantry. I don't know exactly how it works, but a way to support. That sounds awesome. I love that. I will definitely have to check that out, especially since I can't be there in person. I know. I've read the, again, and maybe this is a good segue, the few times we have been, um, cast members, I feel like are going really above and beyond. Um, I also feel like some of the people that are there, like kind of getting, or at least the staff, not staff, um, visitors have some crappy attitudes too, especially Mm -hmm. with the whole mask thing. Like, Mm You got to wear it. Just accept it is what it is. But um, I think because people are wearing masks, they're going like above and beyond to like show emotion and to say hi to you, which is kind of like cool. But Mm -hmm. I'm also like, oh, hi. But then I can't see your mouth. I don't know what you're saying, but I'm just going to wave and super (laughs) awkward. But you can't win. So but everyone's always very nice at Disney. But I feel like the notch has been turned up a little bit. Yeah, I'm sure that, you know, there was extra 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 covid training where they you know yeah taught everybody kind of how to how to connect behind a mask for sure a lot of like smizing (laughs) yeah bring in tyra banks when you know how to do this (laughs) she's probably better at that than hosting dancing with the stars i'll tell you that she's hosting dancing with the stars yes i did not know this they fired i don't know if they fired like a same thing um tom bergeron and aaron andrews did it for years and i think for diversity inclusion reasons Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. they let them go which i totally like i think dancing can university but she's not that great Mm. like she's just kind of awkward and i feel like it's a bad situation anyway because there's no audience so yeah there's nothing to feed off of and it just feels weird and awkward I'm just watching it for Carol right now and Chriselle because I love <laughs> Yeah, um. I, I feel like, and this is, you know, we're totally off topic here, people, but just, you know, you're along for the ride. So, um, <laughs> you know, she has... It's an ABC affiliate. Yeah. Oh, perfect. Yes. So she's always been in front of a crowd. So when she was a supermodel, you're in front of a crowd. You feed yes. off of that. You know, when she did her talk show, you're feeding off a crowd. You're interacting with people. Um, and and this is this is really about to take a left turn. But David, my husband, is a WWE fan. OK. Mm-hmm. And so they don't have an audience either. Uh-huh. And at first they still had like matches and like kept having like Monday Night Raw, but just no people in the audience. And the performers, the commentators, the announcers, everybody is used to having this constant roar in the background. They're used to like basically almost yelling, you know, as they're giving commentary and stuff. And so the first couple of weeks when he was watching it, I was just like, this is painful. Like they don't know how to talk when there's not this giant audience. And then there was um, one wrestler who came on, Stone Cold Steve Austin, who has a podcast. And he's had a podcast for years. And when he came on the show, he was natural. He sounded great. And I was like, it's because he's used to talking to no one. Like he knows how to talk without having this giant audience. So that is my long way of saying Tyra, which I don't know, maybe Tyra has a podcast, but she's probably just never had, I don't think so. Had to, yeah, had to interact with basically no one. And so I think there's a a really big learning curve. Mm -hmm. 
maybe she'll adapt. I'm pulling. I mean, yeah, not only is she a new host to that show, because she did America's Got Talent, but again, like, that had a full audience, and, you know, Mm -hmm. you you can read it. It's just, you know, they read off teleprompters and such. It's just so obvious. Like, it's painfully awkward, so. (laughs) And maybe when they trim down even more people, I feel like, if anything, the group will get closer, because they're in a bubble, so all they have are each other, so that might be an interesting take. I don't know. I've not watched Dancing with the Stars for years. I used to be really into it. And then now I just think they do have a genuinely good cast. So Neve is surprisingly amazing. The um, catfish guy. Oh, gosh. Yeah, he's just like randomly in and everyone's like, oh, okay. He's really good. Like, he might win it. (laughs) (laughs) That's great. I know that... um AJ from the Backstreet Boys. Yes. I did not recognize him. He's bald now. He's very bald. Yeah. yeah. I definitely had a crush on him when I was, you know, in my oh, teens. And I was like, I don't think you're cute anymore. Yeah. Is it you or is it me? Age. He did not age that well. No, not He's so just, great. I don't know. Italian guys. Sorry. <laughs> So anyway, Chirp, right? <laughs> I think you've been back to the parks since we last talked. Have it? I have. I guess a few times. Um, a few and times. maybe I can't even remember the last time we talked. Um, we went. Do we tell talk about Saratoga Springs and Old Key West? We did not. We did not. Okay, because we were chatting off the podcast and you right. started to tell me about it and I was like, no, no, like no. Us. <laughs> so now is the time. <laughs> well, September is like the family birthday month, literal speaking, like everybody was born then. So there are a lot of celebrations. So my birthday, my brother-in-law's birthday and my sister-in-law's birthday, my dad's birthday, my wow. uncle's, like literally everyone's it's like between February and September, we just knock them all out. And then everyone in those between months, like, sorry, you just, you know, you luck out. <laughs> um, so my birthday was first and Blake and I went for a little weekend to Saratoga Springs and I think we did go to, we tried to go to Hollywood Studios mm-hmm. and it was so busy. We oh. walked in at opening, like literally opening. I think they let some people in earlier, um, but it was like 8 a.m. We walked in. It was so packed. We just went to Starbucks and left. I was just like, the I tried to do Minnie's ra- Runaway Railway. Yeah. It was so busy. They wouldn't let us wait in the line because wow. the line was out cute out like oh i've just like i've heard that about hollywood that it's really packed right now and now they're starting to open up the numbers a little bit too so especially hollywood just because they have so many shows those aren't running right now their rides have been cut in half um so i think they're gonna have some capacity issues in the future for sure yeah um so that was kind of a downer, but mm-hmm. I love Saratoga. It was yes. so nice Tell and it was so it. quiet. Um, it's like that, I don't know, I guess New York, that horse race kind of themed. Yeah. So it's got that kind of vibe. There's like stone horses and stuff. It also has a big golf course, which Blake and I are newfound golfers now. Oh. By that, I mean, we go to a putting range every so often and I'm terrible at it. He's way better at it. Anyway, <laughs> so we were going to golf. We ended up just not because it was kind of a rainy weekend and it's kind of a bummer for that. But we did get to hang out in the pool and I think they might have my favorite pool now because really? they have one of those infinity ones that you just oh, walk in. Oh, yeah. It's real nice. I like, like it. 
and it was quiet. Um, the bar was great. I had a very good margarita there. Mm-hmm. Um, a little pricey, but you know, uh, welcome to Disney World. You know, yeah, a deluxe resort or a Disney right. Vacation Club resort at Disney. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, and and actually the room itself, and that's kind of why we went on so many little staycays. I think we paid. <laughs> 200 for Saratoga. Wow. And then for the following weekend with my um, brother and sister-in-law, we um, did Old Key West, which is like across the river. Mm-hmm. Retention pond, I should say. <laughs> um, from Saratoga. We got a one-bedroom suite for, I think, 350 which we split because it was like, you know, two full rooms. So right. That, that was like- is kind of insane it was awesome <laughs> and the room like it was there was a full washer and dryer like we did a load of laundry <laughs> <laughs> just because you could we could <laughs> we actually we went swimming like we did a lot of swimming but um it was also like such a rainy weekend like it just mm-hmm. poured oh. but it was very fun like I felt like a child again so to speak like we went swimming at like 11 o'clock in the pouring rain and there are oh. these other like little teeny boppers that I went and just played on the playground for a minute I may or may not have had like four glasses of wine at that point too. <laughs> <laughs> it was so fun <laughs> like and yeah. we had this like giant room that we like ended up doing like board games and stuff and so that was really fun. And then the next day we did Magic Kingdom and Road Splash Mountain, also in the pouring rain. And I just, we got soaked. You just embraced it. But it was just it. like, it, it, yeah, we embraced it to a point. But then, you know, when like that feeling when your water is just sloshing in your shoes the whole time. Oh, yeah. You're just too wet to kind of like go back. Like, so we went on Splash Mountain and we got lunch at, I think, Pinocchio's and then just peaced out. Like, yeah. So. That's the beauty of being a pass holder, though, is that like you can do that and you don't feel like you've wasted your time or anything. It's like, you know what? We did it until it was fun and then we left. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. (laughs) We did try to also get, you know, they, I don't know if you know, but um, Rice Krispie Treats, they have a pound Mickey shaped one. Where at? Fun fact, at the confectionery. At the confectionery, yeah. yeah. Oh my gosh. I, I knew they had large ones. I don't know if I knew that they had them that I large. guess they're not selling them right now, though. Oh. So we had to wait in line to get in there because of the capacity <laughs> to find out they didn't have any of the one boundaries. <laughs> Which, in retrospect, like, Jesus was like, instead? you don't need that. Yeah. Um, I didn't get anything. I think <sighs> Riley and Rachel got just a bunch of those, like, stupid goofy candy like the pre-packaged should have got you some fudge no i should but they all had a line too oh well, that's true because like, then once you get in then you gotta get in the fudge line yeah yeah I see. i'm just mm-hmm. like i'm i'm wet i'm going home, <laughs> going home. oh gosh well so. it sounds like you've had some pretty exciting yeah. adventures and like i do love a good like resort weekend like regardless of parks love a good resort weekend and um <laughs> So I mentioned a few episodes ago that I'm planning a big, like, obnoxious family vacay in 2022. And Old Key West, I've heard a lot of people have been saying, like, you know, if you want to get a big suite and, like, split it with your family, Old Key West is great because you get a lot of bang for your buck. So I was really happy to hear of uh, of your experience there because it sounds like it was good. It was, I would definitely recommend that. And they, um, they're doing some work on it clearly. So the whole parking lot was kind of a mess for that reason. Mm -hmm. My one 
caveat is when you go in and check in, there's like the main area. And then our room was like to the far back. So we had our own like pool and stuff, but it was Mm -hmm. little. And to get to the big main pool, we literally had to drive there. Like we could have walked, but it was just you know, like a little too far with all your pool bags and the stuff for it to be comfortable. So that was kind of annoying. They did have golf carts running around. So I don't know if I like flagged down a little man, he would have took me there, but that was the only downfall for it. Otherwise the bar was also great. I had some kind of weird banana drink that Mm -hmm. was very very good. And um, they had a little cafe. I think it's called Olivia's cafe. We did Uh breakfast. I've heard good things about that place. Yeah. Yep. Well, your note about the pool, though, actually might not even be a negative for me because one thing that I have learned is, and of course, right now it's not very busy. So, you know, it's different right now. But um, like I remember specifically, we stayed at uh, Port Orleans Riverside with some friends (laughs) of ours and we had a quiet pool right next to our room and we were really far from the big pool. But the big pool kids noise crowded chaos our quiet pool it was like us and like one family like the whole week and it was um i think it was it was during the summer so i'm i'm usually okay being like away from the the main the main pool so you know i'm I'm down for a quiet pool (laughs) not an issue yeah they um it looked like they even had a bar there during maybe peak season it was all everything was closed because it was very late but um it was yes. a nice little quiet pool okay. in a square pool love a square pool oh. for oh. some good laps <laughs> <laughs> oh all right so uh as you mentioned i'm gonna this... real quick close mm-hmm. this door because i can okay. not, can you hear ba- blake banging around downstairs i cannot okay well i can I'm... okay yeah <laughs> close it <laughs> Okay, my apologies. Okay. <laughs> All right. So, as you mentioned, it is uh, the spooky season. Ooh. And, um, you know, whether you can make it to Disney or not, I mean, there is no Mickey's Halloween party right now, so it doesn't matter this year. Which but... I have a quick comment. Yes. Literally, as I pull up my invisible watch um i was making dinner tonight and i heard a disney christmas commercial now only my first commercial of the holiday season and it was a disney i was just literally making a taco and i hear like shh, 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 shh. and i was just like are you kidding it's christmas already and i ran to the tv and they're already advertising holidays there so i don't oh, know what disney. that deal is they just halloween did not exist apparently in disney world and we're just going for Christmas at this well, point. <laughs> I will say, so they did decorate for fall, and they also have done, apparently they've been doing little mini parades, and I guess there was a mini Halloween one. So they're, yeah, like, trying. I don't know what the deal is right now as well. Everyone's wearing costumes to Magic Kingdom, adults mm-hmm. included. Hmm. I don't know if they just waive that rule and are pretending Vicky's Halloween is every day now. Yeah. Maybe so. I, I don't Maybe know. So. I haven't looked into it, but there was I mean, a, a woman dressed in full Elsa when I went last time. Yeah. So Maybe they're like, you know what? You deserve a little bit of fun. You can wear yeah. costumes this year, you know? <laughs> but if 
you cannot make it to Magic Kingdom and see the mini version of the right. Halloween parade, you can watch Disney Plus. Yes. And so uh, we wanted to just give you kind of our spooky suggestions that are on Disney Plus. And when I was looking earlier, I noticed there is actually a Halloween playlist on uh-huh. Disney Plus as well. So there's everything we're going to talk about, but also more. So definitely be sure to check out the Halloween playlist. So Bethany, oh, yeah. give us your thoughts. What would you recommend for Halloween season? All right. Well, and I think you might be able to break down some of these better. I've never personally watched a lot of those quote unquote classics like the Halloween town mm-hmm, mm-hmm. or Halloween one and two. So maybe that'll be on my list. But then like people are very passionate about it, specifically Catherine. Shout out to her. I don't know if she still listens, our friend. Um <laughs> so I, I did see those while casually scrolling, but also they I feel like I had to have watched them at a certain period of my youth to appreciate them. And I think I'll probably hate them. So I might be yeah. just past that. I was too old for Halloween Town. I was um, like an older teenager, so I never yeah. saw them. I still have not seen them. Oh, okay. Well, yeah. good company then. So it's a blind spot for us. But yeah, a lot of people are all about it. So Right. They're on there, but I'm just like, <laughs> oh, there it is. And then I just kept scrolling on the thing. Like, <laughs> meh. But I know that's a big thing for people. Um, I did, however, um, I don't know if the you've seen the first Maleficent one. Mm-hmm. I remember when the second one came out, but I've never seen it. So that is something okay. that I'm going to add to my list that I'm very excited to see. I do. I, I like Angelina Jolie as Maleficent. I think she's... yeah a badass looks awesome she's yeah. perfect for the role just the story is weird yeah i'm not a fan you know so i'm hoping she's more like actual evil than mm-hmm. like angry scorned woman and i feel like we've talked about this before. we have we have briefly and so we won't harp on it but yes it yeah. does seem like just from the trailer to me it seemed like this second one was actually following the sleeping beauty story mm-hmm. a little more closely well, it's called mistress of evil yeah. so like girl better be a little evil yeah Yeah, i want maleficent to be full on like summoning the dragons like yes (laughs) the ravens and waving her stick and yes yes so we can that's definitely on it for that yeah because i didn't want to like see that in the theater because i did see the first one in the theater and i was like dang this is over but um (laughs) so that's definitely there um also circle back real quick to the Halloween town. I was old enough for Twitches and that was good stuff. So I was excited to see that the Maori sisters. I oh, haven't yeah, seen Tia them in a Tamara. while. They did sister sister. Yes, 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 yes. yes, yes. <laughs> so I don't know if that still holds up, but I will definitely um check that out if Blake will be yeah, into it. You should it. give us a little uh give us a little like story review on uh on the Disney Native Instagram. Oh, yeah. Think about it. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> sure. And for any of these, really. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and I feel like we can't get past without um, mentioning Coco. That's definitely a favorite yes. of both of ours. Love Coco. And um, actually, we have a local drive-in in mm-hmm. where we live. And they're start doing, just because no movies are coming out, um, a bunch of just old Halloween-y themed ones. And Coco's on the list, and I really want to see it. I feel like that'd be so oh, fun at a yes. drive-in. That would be a lot of fun. Yeah. Because it's I, like nice and short. but I have a... Um... I've done it, I think, the last two years because because I love Halloween so much, I always get really depressed on November 1st when it's all over. And so um, 
Day of the Dead is November 1st. And so mm-hmm. I have started a tradition where I will watch Coco on November 1st. And it's kind of like a little transition between Halloween and like, you know, the rest of the holiday season. But it's like just spooky enough. But it's also like, you know, a heart to feel good yeah. and feel good. It's not scary. So it's for me, it's kind of like the perfect balm on my sad Halloween loving heart on November 1st. So definitely, it's a definitely pretty movie Coco. too. Like, yes. oh, it's so good. Yeah. You know, I will say that moment when, um, Miguel is turning into a skeleton a little bit when you can see his oh, yeah. finger. That does freak me out. I'm like, <laughs> I don't know, just thinking about <laughs> you are a skeleton ultimately and that's inside you. I'm like, mm, yeah. that's weird to he me. He doesn't seem very upset by the whole thing, really. Oh, no, he's just like, look at that. <laughs> Ernesto de la Cruz. Give me my blessing. Oh, by the way, that reminds me, and I think we've mentioned this on the show before too, but there's this meme that always floats around and it's uh, it's a picture of him and it says happy dia de los muertos to everyone except ernesto de la cruz (laughs) (laughs) no i haven't seen that oh my gosh it makes me laugh out loud every time i see it that's so perfect (laughs) yeah keep an eye out for that (laughs) i love it what else what else is on your list and then i guess to almost round out my list um i saw james and the giant peaches on there and i have not seen that was one of those movies like again i am old enough old for the rolling out the tv cart movie days in mm-hmm. school and that was definitely old one of those tv movie cart movies and it's kind of weird it's not um tim burton is it it's definitely got a vibe to it i don't think it is it, you know it yeah it has a tim burton vibe but i don't think i think it's like a knockoff of his style maybe actually i might be lying that i think they're remaking it and he's doing it oh boy Oh, Tim Burton. Remake. James and the Giant Peach gets a live action remake. Look at that. Well, that's not super surprising, I guess, but. Sam Mendes as a director. That name is familiar. It's the same people that did the um, BFG, which I did not watch that. Oh, I have not heard good things about the BFG. Me either. All right. Well, poor James. Let's be honest. James is kind of a weird movie, too. Like, he, they're in a peach the whole movie. <laughs> I have never seen James and the Giant Peach. Oh, it's peach. interesting. I mean, I, I kind of know about it, but again, I, was, I think I sort of, like, missed it, you know? Mm-hmm. But, I've, I mean, I know about it. I've always heard things about it. But I actually was like, ooh, it's interesting this is on your list. So, um, yeah, I was like, yeah. yeah. I definitely want to watch that one because I remember it as, like, a kid. Like, it, it feels very burn that it's, like, good but kind of creepy just in the style of it. Mm-hmm. It kind of mm-hmm. reminds me of how Coraline looks. That, like, uh, yes. they look different. And I don't know if they are stop motion or if they're actually animated or not. Um, but anyway, I just haven't seen that one it was year, in years. And I guess – I feel like they must have been owned by Fox or something because they weren't Disney – I think it was like a new acquisition or something of Disney, and that is yeah, why they're I bet. There. I bet. And then, which I guess the theme of this list is kind of like things that are on my list that I want to watch. And one of them I saw is Ghosts of Buckley Hall. And I've never seen it. I've never heard of it, but it just looks like kind of a bad, kitschy, ghosty movie. And I'm very excited to watch that. So yeah, that is I- definitely there on my list i'm gonna have to look that up because yeah i don't know anything about it and uh 
I would like, I would maybe like to. <laughs> I recognized um, a few of the actors, actresses on it. And, um, oh, and it's an 80s movie. So, like, I think that's kind of all you need to know. Mm-hmm. Um, let's mm-hmm. see. Dick O'Neill. He looks familiar. Oh, he was in a movie with Steve Martin. Who was that? <laughs> okay. Wow. Um, actually, the remake that was not actually a remake, Father of the Bride, when they, remember when they just said that they were going to have a third one and then they just had like a reunion? Yes, and I haven't watched it yet because I wanted to watch it with my mom, but I was basically like, I don't care what this is. I'm here for it. <laughs> well, I am not a fan of Father of the Bride, so. <laughs> okay, well. We got to table that discussion for another time. <laughs> well, then moving on, tell me about your list and what you want to watch, what you haven't watched, all those things. Okay. So, um, first of all, our lists are completely different, which I super yeah, love. I given given the people that. lots of range. Yeah. <laughs> um, so right off the bat, I'm going to mention in passing Hocus Pocus, because at this point it is ubiquitous in our culture. We all know it. We all love it. We have to do it. So do it. Hocus Pocus. Yes, of course. <laughs> um, I, I don't have anything super intelligent to add to that conversation. Um, so I'm going to maybe start with like, you know, normal classics. And then I'm just I'm going to just delve into the weird because Disney Ooh. has done some weird things. And I am yeah. here to tell you all about it. So um, first of all, I will say. Something that makes a great double feature with Hocus Pocus, because we ha- you and I have done this, is uh, Ichabod and Mr. Toad. Yes. And you just don't have to watch the Mr. Toad part, but uh, The Legend of Sleepy Hollow is included in it. And I think, I mean, I love Tim Burton's Sleepy Hollow with Johnny Depp. This is before Tim Burton, like, ran off the rails. It's oh, and that's great. still on Netflix right now, too, so. Oh, so bonus. Bonus mm-hmm. watch. Um, but uh, I think that the Disney Legend of Sleepy Hollow it's probably still like the best adaptation so of good. that story. It's short. It's maybe like 30 minutes, but it's just, it's beautiful and it's like creepy and it is, it's got scary moments. Um, and I just, I love it. It's just classic Disney. It's anime. got music and that narrator guy is really like, he's done everything to you. So you'll recognize the voice right away. Yeah. Very nostalgic for sure. Um, and the next one I want to mention also like classic Disney animation, the black cauldron. And, I haven't seen that. You know, I'm not sure if I've ever seen the whole thing. Mm. I I know that I've seen parts of it. I very yeah. distinctly have memories of like it being on at like my grandma's house in the 80s. Um, but I don't know if I've ever like sat down and paid attention. Um, and it came out in uh, what they call Disney's dark period, which was mm-hmm. the well, basically the 80s. Like Disney didn't do so well in the 80s. And the Black Cauldron is one of those that, like, the animation isn't quite up to standard and it didn't perform uh, super well. And I think that's probably uh, due in some part, at least, to, like, the subject matter. Like, it is kind of a dark movie. Um, And the villain is this, like... Skeleton warlock looking thing. Like it's just I think a little a little too scary. <laughs> Maybe. Um, but it's still it's very like magical and whimsical from what I can remember. Again, it's been a, a while. So um I definitely want to revisit it um just to get kind of the full like scope and context that I haven't had in, in a long time. I remember um, the dog, but then again, I'm always remembering yeah. the animals. They had like, like a little dog. 
Yeah, and he's like a little weird little floppy dog. Like, yeah, he's, he's like, like scruffy. Dog. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and there's like a, a boy and a girl that are the main yeah characters, and then I don't know how they get involved with all of the like. Oh, and a pig. Yeah. Oh yeah, there's a pig. I forgot about the pig. I knew there was something else like goofy in there. It's yeah. the pig. I just yeah. googled '80s Disney movies and just hovered over it, and the pig is the the little square on Google. You know, I distinctly remember like Sword in the Stone and the Black Cauldron having similar vibes. Oh, but, hey, the Sword in the Stone is a great movie. Oh my gosh, and love the Sword in the Stone. Yes, love it. That is, <laughs> I think the animation is. It is. Not hey, so one, hey, if the if the Black Cauldron's too scary for your kids, watch Sword in the Stone instead. And it's about your imagination and just. <laughs> You know, <laughs> bravery. All right. I'm bravery. Yeah, I'm, in a, <laughs> I'm in a wormhole of Disney 80s movies, and I think some of these are really wrong. Well, I see a, why they lost all their money. I'm telling you, it's a good place to be in because the next thing I'm going to mention uh, is something we've talked about before. Uh-huh. <laughs> and that is Return to Oz. Mm, those wee gobble. Yes. Wait, the wheelers? The wheelers. The wheelers. Oh. The Wheelers came up in conversation in my other podcast yeah, this week. Just like a frequent theme. For I'm you. telling you, like the Wheelers, man, they they permeate <laughs> kinder trauma. That's what they call that. Whenever you see something when you're a kid and you it like it scares you through adulthood, it's called kinder trauma. Noted. The Wheelers are <laughs> great. That's where my trauma. fear <laughs> buttons come from. <laughs> oh my gosh. Um, I feel like is there music in that? In the the Oz, I don't remember music. It's really not good, but I was just thinking out loud. Hmm. Um, So, Return to Oz. If you if you're not familiar, folks, it's a sequel to Wizard of Oz. Um, Is nothing in tone or visuals or story or casting. It's nothing like the Wizard of Oz. Feruza Balk, which some people will be familiar with her, some people will not. She is little Dorothy, and she actually looks like age appropriate. Like Judy Garland was like a twenty-five-year-old yeah. Dorothy. Feruza mm-hmm. Balk is actually like a child, and um, I won't get like too deep in here because I could talk about it for a long time. But basically, Dorothy, when she comes back from Oz, her family thinks that she's crazy because she's talking about the Yellow Brick Road and the Scarecrow, and they think she's crazy. And this movie starts with Dorothy is in an legit in a mental institution <laughs> mm. giving her shock therapy and all of this trying to like convince her like Oz is not a real place these are not your real friends wow I mean it starts in a really dark place and then she goes back to Oz and um, this evil like witch has basically taken over Oz and Oz mm. is now very like dark and scary and so Dorothy's trying to like save Oz oh. and um, along the way she like And it's been years since I've seen this too, but she like, all her friends are like, not dead, but like, I I just remember like she finds the scarecrow, she finds the tin man, she finds them and they are like, not the way she remembers them. And she encounters new friends along the way and she encounters the wheelers and I'm just going to let you guys watch it and figure that out. (laughs) But it is maybe the most twisted thing that Disney has ever made. Wow. (laughs) Like, I just, I'm not sure, like, when they made it, who they made it for. Like, because I'm pretty sure they they weren't thinking teenagers. But it's way too scary for, like, five, six, seven, eight-year-olds. It just is. 
I mean, I, I liked it because <laughs> I like scary. I mean, but, here we are. Yeah. <laughs> you know, a normal, a normal kid. Like I can't, no, no way. <laughs> but it makes it perfect for this list. So if you've ever been looking for an excuse, now is the time. Check out Return to Oz. Mm-hmm. I it might will be actually trippy. have to watch it. Yes, it will be trippy and you will enjoy it. Or if you're trying to like impress your friends with like a really off the wall Halloween night pick, put Return to Oz on. <laughs> It'll be great. <laughs> um, so the last two on my list are kind of related to each other um they're also strange but not nearly as traumatizing they're just kind of goofy and that's um mr boogity hmm. and bride of boogity um those are two married oh, i guess i so the first <laughs> thing i made it my mission i was like okay when i get disney plus like the first thing i'm gonna watch it's not gonna be something stereotypical i'm gonna seek out like something really strange from my childhood and I have been trying to find Mr. Boogity since I first saw it in elementary school when I was in like third grade. We watched Mr. Boogity and I remember it being so, so, so scary. <laughs> so, so scary. So first thing I did when I got Disney Plus, I looked to see if Mr. Boogity was on and it was and it's the first thing oh, I watched. Oh, wow. And it did not hold up. <laughs> <laughs> I was so just like, what is Mr. Oh, Boogie? Okay, like so Mr. The Boogie Man? Man? Kind of. So okay. it's like these people move to um, this quaint New, e- New England town. And of in course. this New England town, like they have like puritanical roots and stuff, but like they kind of like in Hocus Pocus, like they love Halloween and they love to celebrate Halloween. And, um, the kids find out that there's this like legend about this. He was a Puritan man and I can't remember exactly what it was. Like he didn't like Halloween or he was just like a crotchy old man. And so the kids called him Mr. Boogity and he is basically haunting the house that they live in. And so they have to like, you know, vanquish Mr. Boogity like from their house. (laughs) And the dad is like a novelty salesman. So there's lots of like weird gags. Oh, gadgets. And- yeah, lots of weird gags, which the dad is um, Richard Mazur. Um, oh, who, that sounds familiar. He was on Night Court. Um, oh, yeah. Yeah, he was in the It miniseries. He's one of those 80s actors that like you recognize if you see him. And so like he was he was like him being in it was a perk. You know, I was like, oh, that's that guy. Um but it was just real, real, real goofy. And it originally aired as like a TV movie. So I think it was like an, maybe an hour on TV. So it's only like 40 minutes long when you watch mm-hmm. it. 30, 40 minutes long when you watch it on Disney. But then I remembered, I was like, wait, when I watched this in school, it was like a two-day thing. And it was way longer than this. And there was like way more story. And then I found out there's a bride of Bookity. And so we had watched both of them. <laughs> now, because apparently Mr. Boogity was so successful, like the ratings were so good that they did a sequel. Look <laughs> at that. So I have got to go back and watch Bride of Boogity. Um, but, you know, as a 36-year-old woman, I don't expect it to blow my socks off. But I'm Me. just telling you, when I was in third grade, it was great. It was perfect. So if you got kids... That's the age group. Put on Mr. Boogity. It'll give them a little scare, but it won't traumatize them. You know, no kinder trauma from Mr. Boogity. (laughs) (laughs) And then uh, similar to those, 
We have Don't Look Under the Bed. Oh, you never heard of that. Which I think I saw, but I'm not 100% sure. Um, but a lot of my fellow horror nerds, when Disney Plus first came out, they were all like, oh, don't look under the bed is out. So um, I'm definitely going to revisit that. And uh, again, probably if you have if you have kids, um, it might be a fun one to check out. That's mm-hmm. not your not your obvious. So, yeah, those are the ones. And also, I want to mention um, these are not on Disney Plus at the moment, which is a crime. And I assumed that they would make it onto Disney Plus by this October. They have not. But keep your eye out for Something Wicked This Way Comes, which is an amazing movie. It totally Hmm. holds up. It's based on Ray Bradbury's novel. And again, it was made made during the 80s, during the the dark period. Yes. Yeah. And it's about, you know, dark carnival and these kids like overcoming the, the... the evil uh, Mr. Dark is his name. Yes. Okay. I remember that one now. Jason Robards is in it. It's just, it's really great. Mm-hmm. And also uh, Watcher in the Woods. Yes. Oh, yeah. I didn't realize I was to see. Yep. So those two hopefully will make it on to Disney Plus at some point. They're constantly adding things. Yeah. Although, especially the older things. I swear every time I go on, I'm like, oh. <gasps> I don't want Dalmatia's TV shows on. Like, I'm very excited <laughs> by some of their back catalog. So I think it's just, you know, a lot to get on there. They're kind of staggering it. So yeah, now might sure. be the time. Yes. But uh, yeah, so, you know, um, I hope uh, everybody has a good spooky season. Like, you know, drop us a line. Let us know if we like tover, totally overlooked something really, really great. And uh, Bethany. Give us the Twitches review when you watch it. Yes. Okay. <laughs> and maybe I'll give the uh, the Bride of Boogity <laughs> the review. Bride of yeah. <laughs> so keep an eye on the socials, people. Thanks for joining us today, natives. If you enjoyed our show, we'd love if you would review, rate, and subscribe to our channel. You can follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at Disney Native Pod. Also, check out our website, DisneyNative.com, for the latest blogs, episodes, and more. Until next time, have a magical day. Just gather around and I'll elucidate on what goes on outside when it gets late. Long about midnight, the ghosts and banshees, they get together for their nightly jamboree. There's things with horns and saucer eyes, some with fangs about this size. Some are fat and some are thin. And some don't even wear their skin. Oh, I'm telling you, brother, it's a frightful sight to see what goes on Halloween night. A jamboree, they break it up with English glee. Ghosts are bad, but the one that's cursed is the headless horseman. He's the worst. That's why he's mine on Halloween night. When he goes a jogging across the land, holding a noggin in his hand, demons take one look and groan in the hip. Beware, take care, he rides alone. And there's no spook like spook and spur. They don't like him and he's really burnt. He swears to the longest day he's dead. He'll show them that he can get ahead.
They say he's tired of his flaming top. He's got a yen to make a swap. So he rides one night each year to find a head in the hollow here. Now he likes them little, he likes them big. Or in the middle or awake. Black or white or even red. The headless horseman needs a head with a hip, hip and a clippity clap. He's out looking for a top chop. So don't stop to figure out a plan. You can't reason with a headless man. Now if you doubt this tale is so, I met that spook just a year ago. Now I didn't stop for a second look. Made for the bridge that spans the brook. But once you cross that bridge, my friend, so when you're riding home tonight, make for the bridge with all your might. He'll be down in the hollow there. He needs your head. Look out! Beware! With a hip, hip, and a clippity clop. He's out looking for a head to swap. So don't try to figure out a plan. 